Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mondays with Marketing. I'm Jake Harmon. I'm going to bring um, our guest on the speaker or on the screen in just a second. Uh, we're going to be joined today by Robert Luciano, uh, one of our branch managers, I believe. He's being moved around a little bit, but he is now officially up in RV. Let's give him a nice welcome. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Not as good as you because I hear, I don't know if I'm right on this, but I hear it's your birthday, yeah? Yes, it is. All right. How are, you, how are you celebrating? Did you do anything this last weekend? Are you doing something tonight? Uh, my wife did a little surprise for me on a Friday that um, was super, well, it was definitely, I was surprised. It was cool. So, yeah. And then we're going to go to, we leave on Friday to go to Utah and we're going to be out there for a week skiing. My best friend's out there. So, oh, very fun. cool. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Happy birthday. Thank you for joining me. Um, I know it was a little bit last minute, but I definitely appreciate you making time. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank cool. you so much. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about personal branding. And uh, when I was talking with the marketing team this morning on like who to have on, trying to get someone to come on last minute, um, I knew I wanted to go with branding and you were the first name that popped up. And from, I mean, I've only known you now a couple months, but from what I learned about you, you know, you have a wealth of knowledge within marketing and within branding and you just have great insight. Great. Well, thank you for that. I take that as a huge compliment coming from the person who's big in our marketing side. So uh, thank you. Yeah. All right. So let's kind of jump into it uh, real quick. Uh, those of you who are watching on either Facebook or on LinkedIn, um, there's a link above the stream um, from StreamYard. It'll say something along the lines of if you want uh, or be sure to click this link to allow StreamYard to see basically who you are. What that does is it allows us to see who you are when you leave a comment. And then we can put your comment on the screen and it'll show your actual name. That way people kind of know who's asking. That way we know who's asking the questions as well. Cool. All right. So personal branding. Um, so this is something that's huge, especially in real estate. You want to, it's, uh, I hear a lot of agents kind of talking about, you know, how to set themselves apart. Uh, when everyone really kind of does the same thing, you guys are all trying to, you know, either sell homes for people or help people buy their next home. Um, what is going to set you apart in, you know, getting the client? What really is going to be the difference maker? And so, some an easy way to do this, and um, I definitely want to get your input on this, Robert, to see if this is something you've done in your past and your history as an agent or not. Uh, but creating client personas. Um, these are huge in marketing because it really it allows you to understand who your client is and not just your current clients, but your ideal clients, the people that you want to work with. So for right now, you're working with mainly, you know, uh, middle class residential and you want to break into that luxury market. You have to start asking yourself, OK, what do those clients look like and how can I connect with them? Right. What I like about this, too, and, and it's going back and, and for myself and personal branding, I, I've always um use the brand I worked for as a lot of my branding. I, I personally never got into doing like my own logos and having anything special. I've always kind of made sure that the brokerage behind me, um, I supported them as much as they supported me. But what I like about this is this is uh, very true in the industry is to, to cater your branding around what your, again, your ideal client is, but also like the personalities that you attract. Um, it's not the easiest thing to do, but if you look back at like your last 10 clients, there's probably going to be some similarities of either how you met them or um, maybe their personalities and how well you got along with them. Obviously, we've had our clients in the past that uh, were a little rough, 
but if you pick your 10, your, your top 10 clients that you've worked with and you can cater how you want to build and attract the people that are like that, like-minded for you, um, this is, it, it's a great way uh, to start off on how you need to brand. Uh, and if you are going from like a mid-range to a high-end marketplace, um, you got to look to see what the people that are actually working in those areas and and kind of kind of see what they're doing to stay on top and to be um, first not first in mind when uh, a transaction comes up. But I do like this concept um, because it helps you attract the people that you want to work with, which you know for us makes the job a lot easier. So yeah, I really like I really like that. Yeah, you know, it, it really helps you just understand who you're working with, whether it's you know, your current clients, and maybe you haven't done a lot in social media in the past, but you've had, you've been working a couple years in real estate, and you want to understand better, you know, who you've been working with, because it can be hard. I mean, it's, if you're working with, say, one or two clients at a time, and you're trying to think of, you know, clients, you know, from a few years ago, it's, it can be harder to kind of find those similarities. But as soon as you start writing these things down, each one, and then kind of like, circle the things that were similar, you know, you're looking at things like age range, family size, occupation, um, even things like likes and dislikes, you know, what did, you know, as you're getting to know them, what things were they passionate about? What things did they want? Did they look for in a home? Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's going to come down to, you're going to find your sweet spot of the people that you enjoy working with and you connect with. And granted, you know, again, you're going to take mostly whatever, whatever client you can find, especially in this market, because there's so, so few properties. So you're just, you're going to pound away and try to make things happen. Uh, but we do have um, our things, the people we click with and to find a way to um, draw them into you. That's where the personal branding comes in to set yourself aside from somebody else. So you can attract those people that you would work best with. And it makes a big difference because if you, if you can work well with somebody uh, and you then it's going to be easier for you to kind of uh, get them to do what they need to do if they trust you. And that's all based on you know, finding the, the similarities between you and them and building that relationship and trust. So when you get the people who you don't really connect with, it makes it harder for them to uh, I, I, go all the trust, you know, and and uh, be willing to do what you're willing to tell them if, if there's not a good relationship there. So this helps out a lot to help to make that happen. Yeah, no, I like how you bring up uh, trust and just relationships, because that's really what a lot of um, online branding is. Um, when you think about like, you know, posting to social media, posting to Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, it's really not about just, you know, posting like, oh, I sold this property. It's a lot about, you know, what makes you you and what is going to make someone want to work with you. And that's where we get into the what makes you different. The, uh, a really good question that I found in a uh, Forbes article this morning was, uh, or not question, but it was a statement on this rather, but I am here to improve the process through which you find a home and I am confident I am the best person to help you. Now, I'm definitely in no way saying go and post this quote to your social media. That's not what I want anyone to do. But this is the kind of line of thinking that you should be thinking about yourself. And then the way to kind of go about it is, you know, what makes that statement true and how are you going to portray that to other people? So this involves a lot of soul searching um, and it's asking hard questions to yourself and really taking time to actually write down these questions or sorry, answers to these questions. And then some, you know, things like if roles were, were reversed, why would I work with me? You know, why 
would Jake want to work with Jake? Or why would Robert want to work with Robert? Um, you know, what hobbies are you passionate about? What um, are your clients really saying about you after the after you close the deal? Not necessarily the ones who are leaving you reviews, but, you know, what is word of mouth? What is the, if you think about how that transaction went, what is the taste in the mouth of the client that they're still feeling afterwards, even if they're not leaving a comment or a review, how was their interactions? Um, do you have anything that, uh, to add to that or some so questions you might have? This is great, but I actually, I want to go back to the other slide that you posted with the, the little quote. Yeah. Um, so what's great about this, and, and it's, you know, I always said you don't want to post this on social media, which um, I probably wouldn't do that either, especially if everyone from Windermere decided to post the exact same thing. But the one thing that, uh, you know, as, as a coach throughout the years is trying to develop your 15-second, 11-second elevator speech, the one thing that can catch someone's attention. I think this would fall into that category really well. Uh, so when someone asks you what to do, it's like, oh, I'm in the business of, of helping people buy and sell real estate. And I'm here to improve the process in which they find a home and I'm confident I'm the best person to help them. Like that is, it's like handwritten for you. It's, it's delivered and all you Absolutely. gotta do, you just gotta tweak it just a little bit. Uh, so I really find that that quote um, could help out a lot of agents who, uh, especially some of the newer ones who haven't developed their quick elevator speech. And when you meet someone, again, elevator, it's gotta be something 15 to 30 seconds long. This sums it up in a little nutshell. So I just want to come back and talk about that because I think that's a great little quote and you could turn it into yourself by just by tweaking some of the words. So I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really about, you know, what makes this quote true to you? Yeah. Um, you know, what are you going to be able to kind of portray to your audience as to why you really, why you're confident in yourself and why you are the best person to work with? Because it starts here. And then you kind of just build on that and everything else to make sure that everything that you're portraying, everything, all your efforts that you're doing throughout the week, throughout the months, years, quarters, whatever you want to do, come back to this statement here. Yeah, I think so. And then going back to, to this slide, um, I mean, you can even take it to instead of like asking yourself these questions, there's no reason why you can't ask some of the people, ask your clients. I mean, oh, absolutely. you're asking them for reviews anyway, your reviews will actually sum up how they liked your, what they thought about the process. And you can go through and read what people have written about you. Uh, and then ask some people who are really close to you, like your, your best friend or your you know, significant other, however you want to do that. And just be like, how do you see me as an individual? What are my strengths? And then maybe even find out your weaknesses. Uh, Cause that can one, give you things. Well, what do I really need to work on? Some of it's going to be listening because uh, even though, we know we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. A lot of times we spend more time talking than listening. And you could say we're not as uh, as a good of a listener as we think we are. Uh, and we maybe we interrupt conversations. I mean, so there's a lot of things you can learn from asking the questions um, that you're trying to think of yourself. Because you might find yourself, you might think yourself as a great listener, but not realizing that the person you're talking to, you kind of cut off their sentence and finish it for them. And sometimes that could throw people off. So look at these and, and think about how you might judge yourself, take notes, and then, and then reach out to some people and see if they think the exact same thing you do. Uh, it'll just help you. It'll help you grow. And again, learn. It'll help you kind of work on the things that could be, it could be that one thing that prevents you from getting that listing appointment. You know, maybe there's something you could have done a little bit differently by knowing, by someone telling, sharing with you that, um, like you have this habit, right? That, 
And if that, like, again, it's all about trust and communicating. If you can't build that rapport, if you're listening presentation, it could be one of these items here that you maybe missed the, you missed the window on. So I definitely recommend going through, ask the questions yourself and find a few people you really trust. It will be really honest with you and, and take, take it to heart. Uh, because if they see it that way and they're willing to tell you, there's a good possibility that someone else is too. And then go back and read your reviews and see what people are saying about you. And you could tie that back into your elevator speech. Elevator speech. Here's what people are saying about me. Um, and share your reviews on social media. When you get them, share them. You know, you want people to know uh, that other people are happy with what you've done. Uh, but going through this, I think it's really important just to kind of know how people feel about you. Not just what you see of yourself, but what other people see as well. Absolutely. I like how you touched on, you know, using this as kind of like a check and using uh, the reviews as a check because you could start with this, build your content around this. And then, you know, as you're closing deals, as you're working with different clients, send them a version of this questionnaire. Don't just, you know, reach out to them and be like, hey, can you leave me a review? If you give them, you know, a set of questions, three or four easy to answer questions, um, one, it's going to make sure that you get the kind of feedback or answers to the feedback that you're looking for to really help you. And then also you can compare their answers with what your answers were. And if things are lining up, great, you're doing a good job. If it's not lining up, then, you know, as you said, that's kind of a time when you can take a look at what you're doing and what you may need to adjust. Yeah. I, I love, I love that concept of like sending your, I mean, it's one thing to ask your clients this question here and be like, Hey, what do you think about me here? What do you think about this? But when you're doing asking for a referral, instead of just say write a referral for me, I like the idea of being able to have them answer these questions specifically. I think that's a great idea and it's a great way to, um, even if they were to write the reviews based around some of these questions, I really found you, you know, like, uh, like, so like what my clients say about me after the close of the deal, it's like, okay, well they say this and how do I make the process easier for them? Have them answer that question. And, and have it in the reverb. I like that idea a lot. I think that's great. Yeah. And one thing you could even do, like, you know, say like, you know, with the question, how do I make the process easier for my clients? If you're expecting like a certain type of answer to where you're in your head, you're like, I think I did A, B, C, D, E, and F. Perfect to make the process easier. But then your clients are only hitting on A, B, and C. And it's kind of shorter than what you were looking for. And it's not quite there. And if you start seeing a pattern in that, then you could even reevaluate portions of your answers. You know, maybe I'm not doing as good of a job at D, E, and F as I thought I'm doing. I should focus on those areas to help make sure that I have a full spectrum of, you know, a value for my clients. Yeah. And then actually it's, if you, when you get those answers, especially, you know, it's not, there's nothing wrong if the experience wasn't perfect because we're going to, we run into those transactions where it's like super bumpy all the way there. But most of the time, once escrow closes, everyone's just happy about it, but it's a, it's just so stressful. And you know, we, we are therapists as a real estate agent. You know, we, we have to take jump, you know, people are jumping off the cliff all the time. And we've got to reel them back in, bring them back home uh, and look for the end result of what we're trying to achieve. Um, but then going back, it's, it's like you go back to the communication, I think is probably one of the things that agents struggle the most with. And that's even during a transaction. Uh, and I will find that I bet you, if you were to ask a lot of questions and they, that one, that there's probably gonna be that one tip. It's like, well, I really wish we didn't have to call you and ask for this information. It would have been great if you would have called us first. And you're going to find that with buyers, especially buyers in this market agents are 
some agents are really hungry and they're out there and they're prospecting for buyers for homes all the time. But the other agents are waiting for their clients to call them and say, hey, I just saw this property on the market. If you really want to own your client and have a strong relationship, you need to reach out to them constantly. Every time something comes on the market, you need to be on them before they reach out to you. And that means if they're using Zillow um, to search for property, then you should be looking at Zillow too. That way you get the alerts at the exact same time. Uh, but what I like on this question here is the last one is how do I keep a lasting relationship with my clients? And I really think that's important for people, especially newer to the industry is what am I going to do to stay in constant contact? Um, the one thing that I think that the, I think it's over 80% of people who purchase a second home use a different real estate agent. And it's not because they forgot who the real estate agent was that helped them. It's because the agent forgot them, which actually goes into one of the marketing classes that I do uh, or um, like building your business is going after the forgotten. And so there's so many people moving to a new neighborhood and then the agent never communicates with them again because maybe they're an out of area neighbor um, agent. And so that's a good thing for people who live in the neighborhood that are real estate agents to start marketing them for the business three to seven years from now. Uh, because again, if over 80% of the people are buying their second home with a different agent, it's all because the agent did not stay in contact. Um, and I met, I actually was at my younger daughter's soccer game one day and I used to work in Point Loma and we had an agent in that office who had sold this couple a home back in like 2000 and I don't know, like 2008, 2009. And I knew the agent very well, but when they went to sell their place and buy a house in Scripps Ranch, they didn't call him because the guy never once commute, never once did anything, not a, not an annual, not a yearly, and thank you for like, or congratulations on being your home a year, never once did anything. So he lost two transactions by not communicating and by not following up, keeping a relationship. But I think that is something that you should look at as what is going to be my go-to for keeping a relationship. And I'm not talking email drip campaigns. It's like the Popeyes where you, you drop off a pumpkin or you drop off a pie cutter for Thanksgiving. Like you're, you're constantly going over there, giving them something of value um, and, and keeping them in the loop of, of their home. Like every quarter, they should be getting updated on what their values are doing, what, What's going on in the market, you know, at least every quarter. Handwritten notes, super important. So look at how do I keep my lasting relationship with my clients. That's that's a big one. Um, it usually is a one-month anniversary from when they close to, to a 12-month anniversary. But stay in contact because if you don't, someone else is going to. So look really hard at what you're doing there. Again, if you're a newer agent, your business doesn't really take off for like three years and a lot of these people will be buying or selling between three and seven. So stay in contact with them because that's how you build your book of business. So, Yeah. And you know, um, the top of mind thing is huge because like you said, it's, they may not be doing something right then, but you know, that three to seven year range is big. I remember the last place I rented, um, I knew who the real estate agent was just because of you know, working around the industry, but um, the homeowner had, bought this house before renting it out and we would get um, postcards or just different things from the agent. I want to say not always once a month, but pretty often to where I was seeing the name, I was seeing, you know, the stuff that they were sending out. And, you know, just because I'm not ready to buy a home or ready or I can't sell a home I'm renting, but you know what I mean? And right. something like that doesn't mean that at any given moment, I may not run into someone who is in the market to buy a home or is thinking about selling their home. And then 
that top of mind, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I know this realtor. They keep sending stuff to my house. I can't do anything with them right now, but maybe you should reach out to them. They seem really reputable. They seem um, like they know what they're doing. And then next thing you know, that's helping get more clients just through word of mouth. Yeah. Then I have an agent. So there's an agent in Scripps Ranch. I live in Scripps Ranch. And Scott Ray, who actually works in our Scripps Ranch office, every month I get something from him. And mm -hmm. even though I get other things from other people, if I wasn't in real estate, he's the top of mind for everything. Like as far as I'm concerned, he's his marketing is, is pretty powerful. He sells a lot of real estate. He has a lot of market knowledge. Um, and I honestly never met him face to face. So I worked, started working for him here. I've never, I never um, been to any of his open houses or anything, but I just know how well he markets. And now that I've gotten to know him a little bit more, he's focused on making sure he keeps up with his, I mean, everything he does now is mostly referral. Um, he's been doing real estate for a long time, and uh, but it shows that he, he builds, keeps the relationships going, and he stays top of mind. And I think everybody in Scripps Ranch knows who Scott Ray is, you know, it's, yeah. and it's because of his marketing. Uh, and so there's always, you know, and he so top goes back to top of mind. How do you build a relationship with your clients that makes you top of mind? You want to be on their first to call list, and so and that even goes like you should be able to call them and ask, Hey, do you know of anyone looking to buy or sell real estate in the next, you know, six months? I'm, I have a, gave myself a goal this year to sell 12 homes or 20 homes or six homes, whatever your goal might be. And I was wondering if you know, some, might know somebody that might be interested in buying or selling, you know? And if they say, Oh no, nothing comes to mind. It's like, well, would you mind, you know, if someone comes to mind, would I be the first person you think of? And if they say, well, you know, I got a couple other friends and you're not top of mind. That means something you're not doing is keeping them, keeping you off of mind. So that's where it comes back into what are you doing to keep your relationship strong? Uh, and it could be as simple as giving them a market update and showing that there's stuff going on. Every time something goes wrong in the neighborhood, you should let them know. And that's how you become the one, an area specialist, but two, you, they're, they're, you're going to stay top of mind for them. And you want to make sure that you are always connecting. So you are the person they think of giving your card out to or giving your card to somebody when they want to buy or sell. And a referral is really one of the best ways we can get business. Um, a trusted referral from one of our past clients or friends is is way better than going on a cold call and trying to uh, secure a listing, especially if that listing if the other listing agents were actually referred to somebody by a friend. So something yeah, to keep. And, yeah, and you know those referrals they're going to lead to more referrals. You do a great job with you know the client that. Uh, you were referred to or that were, was referred to you rather then next thing you know, they're going to tell even more people about their experience with you. And it's just going to kind of snowball lead to more and more uh, clients and more and more just business for you. Um, last thing I want to touch on as far as the specifics of, you know, creating an online brand for yourself. Um, this, this one is really important to me because I see a lot of agents who, some of the content they post, it just it makes them appear unapproachable in a way, or it makes them appear that they're just trying that all they're trying to do is get, you know, your money or your, you know, commission, whatever it is. Uh, but by showing your human side and showing, you know, what makes you you what makes me want to, you know, maybe go have a beer with Robert. Uh, it's all about the relationship building and everything that we've talked to talked about thus far has been about establishing that relationship with clients to make sure that, you know, you are top of mind for them. And this is really kind of the, 
the culmination of all of it, you know, um, the content that you're posting based on the client personas you've created, based on the questionnaire feedback that you've gotten from yourself and from your clients. Now you're putting out content that is going to showcase everything that you want your clients to feel about you. And that's where it's important. It's, it's what you want them to feel. Um, you know, make sure it's relatable, make sure it's repeatable, um, authentic. You know, what do you, do you have anything on this? So I have, so I, I, uh, have two thoughts on it. Um, one is, as I agree, uh, the, you know, quality over quantity, but I also don't have a problem with certain quantity either. Um, my best year in real estate was probably back in 2017. And I was a huge fan of live video. Uh, I still am. I just don't do as much of it. I'm hoping you'll start seeing more of it soon. But just being yourself, I think, is the key here. Um, when you, like, there's so many people who are just afraid to be on camera or afraid of making a mistake or afraid of doing it right. And I couldn't tell you how many live videos I did where I either said the wrong address or said the right, wrong price. I, I would type in a price. I'd say something completely different. <laughs> it's just, it's you being human, you know, show your human side. Like, we're not perfect. It's nice to do a good quality video with content. You know, when you have your bumpers on the other side and I nice show and you've got, you're talking about something real, but there's nothing wrong with showing your errors and, and how you can be. It doesn't always have to be picture perfect. Like if you're doing an open house, celebrate it, celebrate it by doing a, vid, a, a live video, inviting people to say, if you get a new vid, listing, go outside and celebrate. It doesn't have to be always perfect. Um, what is going to change everything is your energy involved around what you're doing. And the reason why I feel that that year was so successful for me is because I was hundred percent confident um, that I was going to get more business that year. I was like I said, doing live videos two, three times a weekend, maybe one during the week. I would do videos that were recorded here and there, market updates, but I was posting stuff on social media all the time. And your friends and your path, your, they, they want to see it and they're going to like, they're going to, they're going to watch it, right? They're going to be excited to see you doing your thing. Uh, but when you record it and you put it online, that I feel like it, it'll get some looks, but I really find, I mean, live is really important. And the energy you create behind that is where like you become that magnet of positive things following in. Um, so if you're, it's just weird how it works. Cause your brain will function differently when you're doing things that are motivating in your business. And I, I find that video is a great way to do it. And social media is such a powerful tool. Uh, so getting stuff out there, the more you do it, the more excited you are about it. And the more it shows, then more people are going to, and it may not even come through social media, but somewhere on the line, you're going to be at an open house. Someone's going to come talk to you. And because you've created all this energy behind you from everything you're doing on social media, you're just going to be more in the game and you're going to have that right thing to say at the right time. Um, but I definitely like video and all. I watch a lot of YouTube videos on people talking about the market and especially after we get the Gardner report, do a video on what uh, is going yeah. on in economics, on real estate, talk to your mortgage rep, find out what's going on in, in interest rates. Maybe have a video with your mortgage rep, have a video with that okay. video with title. Like there's so many things we can do out there that we can create content. There's a, a program and actually Raylene Brundage, uh, I was the manager of Scripps Ranch in Del Mar. It's called keeping current matters. And every, I think it's every day or every week she gets 
a link of some article that has to, to relate to real estate, some of the topics are amazing. And to go out and just do a video, you know, read, the, read the content and go, okay, I can turn this into something and then make a video from it. So those ones may not necessarily be live, uh, but that one would be something good to create, a, a, like I said, good content that's usable, um, that goes with the quality versus quantity. But then maybe once a week, like I said, sit with a lender and do a live video with live questions. Yeah. And, you know, have someone be there online to ask the questions so you can answer them. And set it up. Like, don't just do it live. Actually plan ahead. Um, maybe advertise on social media for a week or the week before. And like, hey, you know, make it a show name, like live with, you know, live with Robert Luciano. Uh, and yeah. you'll set it every time to do it on Fridays and you'll have someone different on there. I, I think that's huge. Uh, and that can be quality and quantity. It's once a week. It's good quality. It can be live. Mistakes. You guys are laugh. I don't know, throw an inflatable like unicorn, throw it around the room or something. Just, <laughs> just make it entertaining. You know, have some fun with it, and you'll be surprised the, the, how much more energy in your business that will create just by doing simple things like that. Yeah, don't I like be, how you don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to be on camera. Get yourself a selfie stick and just start talking into the camera and listen. And then later listen to it. And as you keep doing it. Like I'll say, I say, I'm a lot, uh, and, or, uh, I'll do that. And you'll start seeing the things that you say too much. Right. And then you can correct it as you do it more, the better you'll get. And, but if you don't do it, you're not going to get better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like how you touched on you know, the mistakes part of it. Like, especially when you're live, you're going to make mistakes. And this is kind of where to me, quality and quantity do work together because, um, over time, like when you first start doing something, no matter what it is, it could be playing baseball, it could be real estate, it could be this show. Um, it's probably not going to be very good the first few times you do it, or even maybe the first dozen times you do it. Um, but repetition and kind of learning about, you know, what, what you're doing well, evaluating yourself, and ultimately to where you can make a have a clear progression of that quality improving that's kind of where we want to go and to me even like you know making mistakes making jokes about it. someone i think about in our office is don soprenit um when we've recorded material with her um it's very loose it's very there are mistakes made and there's laughs and that's the kind of stuff that makes you to me relatable that's going to make the clients that you're trying to reach want to work with you um because that's the kind of personality that when you do actually meet them, say it's at an open house or at a caravan or anything, it's they're going to see that same person. You know, they're not going to see someone different than who they're playing on TV, if you will. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, you look at you ever watch a movie, you know, and then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, they show all the takes that were like mistakes. Yeah, it's hilarious. Right. So. I would even say like have your bloopers for like save your bloopers if you're doing pre-recorded stuff save your bloopers and like maybe once a month or once every quarter like just show your bloopers of making all your recordings yeah. that would be funny right I mean oh it's people, great it's a great way to and you'll probably get more review more views on the bloopers than you would your normal content oh yeah especially if like the the content that you do publish like and this would be something with recorded not necessarily live right. but like if if you're recorded material always looks super polished and it's everything's correct and you know it looks really good but then like you said once a month you're posting like a blooper reel it brings more of that human element into it you know i think of um tiktok is funny because it's it it knows exactly the content you like for whatever reason i i do like watching like dance videos like just people 
usually professional dancers. I've, I've never been able to dance. I, it's something I'm like into, like, it's really cool. And then there's those creators who they'll post their bloopers of, you know, them putting together that little dance. And I'm like, okay, you're human. You <laughs> do weird stuff that has nothing to do with the dance. And it makes me like them even more and follow more of their content and want to engage with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I did a video. I shot a, a commercial <clears throat> with Ty Hines Productions uh, back in June, I guess it was. Uh, for listening and you're in studio live doing a recording and he had like this big going back to unicorns had a big inflatable like donut pool unicorn mm -hmm. and we started like throwing you throwing around the office walking around it just it's it's funny it's like you know you want to be one take and get it done but I, the bloopers are fun having like hearing people laugh is yeah. is just high energy like it's it's what's real and so at the end just be yourself Accept the fact that you're going to make mistakes, laugh it, let people be, see that part of you because that's who they want to work with, right? They want exactly. to work with you, not a fake persona of yourself, right? Do it. Just be yourself. Yep. All right. So uh, that's kind of it on that. Um, General, thank you for uh, this. The number of viewers kind of fluctuated up and down. So those of you who have watched and stayed with us this entire time, thank you. Those of you who tuned in, you know, um, kind of came in and out, thank you as well. As always, this uh, stream is going to live on forever. It's going to be on the Facebook page, on the LinkedIn page. We'll post these to YouTube eventually as well. So if you ever want to go back and catch something you missed, you can. If you want help with personal branding or anything else marketing related, feel free to reach out to us. You, know, you can text marketing to 530-487-0197 uh, right there in the bottom right. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know who you email anymore. I don't, I, we've had a couple changes. I don't know if uh, there's a generic email address that you can email anymore, but text that number. I believe that goes to Yessi and she'll help delegate stuff out and get you taken care of. You could email uh, me. You could talk to your office managers and they'll put you in touch. Um, and I know you're over at RB now and yeah. there's been a lot of construction over there. So I do yeah. want to, I, I, I was over there two weeks ago. I think I'll be over there again later this week, but um, when it was still in process, but for anyone who hasn't been over there, I've seen some pictures recently and it's looking fantastic. And I'm yes. assuming you're in one of the new offices right now. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting in, actually I'm sitting in one of our agents offices right now. My nice. office won't be done for like, I don't know, two, three weeks probably. Okay. Um, but so I'll, I'll be in the very back, uh, but I mean, we got, it's nice. We got some, you know, we got, We'll have four 75-inch TVs. We got three right now. Got a nice coffee bar. Um, yeah, it's looking it's looking good. I think the agents are pretty excited about it. Uh, for people who haven't been in Ranch Bernardo, uh, we had an office building in the front, and then we had an office building in the back. Um, the agents in the back are now moved forward, so all the energy is up front. Uh, and then the back is going to be escrow, and then I'll be in the back on the side next to escrow along with, like, a couple of other people who will be back there, Rich Johnson, uh, I think April will be back there for marketing. Uh, yeah, but it's looking really good. I'm pretty excited. And uh, yes, as of right now, uh, probably today will be like my, I think, first day where I'm here full time. Uh, I'll still go into scripts once a week and I'll probably rotate Wednesday, Thursdays or Wednesday, Fridays. And then um, I'll be helping out coveraging offices that need a body. Need, so I'll probably be in Del Mar too every now and then. But mostly my home base will be here in Ranch Bernardo. So I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. Well, Robert, thank you so much for coming on, uh, especially on your birthday. And I really appreciate it. Lots of great content. And yeah, thanks. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Take it easy.